Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. Berto Will is your host. Thank you for kind of being part of the show. We're going to have a great show for you today as usual. So what is the show going to be about today? Let's see, let's see, let's see. It is about, para ver, Trump gives big praises to Taliban. Big Pharma is at it again. Matthew Dowd scolds Democrats. Trump statements about Taliban on Fox News are telling. Matthew Dowd gives Democrats a necessary scolding. Big, big, big pharma attempting to scare people again. And we're going to cover that, and we're going to cover that in a manner where you will be able to diffuse, deconstruct, annihilate, neutralize what Big Pharma has intent on doing now that they think we have an administration and sufficiently enough progressives to not allow them to completely clean our clocks, clean the clocks of Americans who have been for so long, so long, so long been doing a bad thing. Anyhow, folks, welcome aboard. Senor Bruce Pollard, good day, he says. E2247, welcome aboard. Great to see you. Eric Hayes, welcome aboard. And of course, we have Nanette Bird-Smith. Hi, y'all. Max Maximed Sisid. I love America. We all, everybody here, Love America, including Rose Williams, who has just joined us, as well as the one and only Yvette Avery Herod, our union activist, our union hero. Love that woman, Nanette Bird Smith. Hi, all. Okay, folks, let's see. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see who else is here before I jump into uh, some of Mr. Rudnan's stuff. Okay, let's get busy. Former head of Oxycontin maker Purdue Pharma denies blame for opioid crisis. Sacklers want legal immunity from criminal prosecution. Deny them. But put them in front of a jury with tens of thousands of victims. Just the reading of their names will take a week, if not longer. I agree. Look, let me tell you something, folks. It's amazing, right? Uh, we, we go ahead and we treat those kids on the, in the ghettos and the barrios and it's in Appalachia. They're selling nickel and dime coke, nickel and dime, all these uh, pharmaceuticals, right? All these things they're selling on the, on the streets. And we throw, throw them in jail and throw away the key. And while we throw them in jail, a lot of people are making money. The, po- the people who supply the jail with food, the people who supply the jail with, all, with you know, repair with blocks, all this stuff, they, they are well taken care of, right? But somehow, somehow, that which, the person which, are the people responsible for manufacturing these disastrous drugs and marketing, not only manufacturing, because there are some good purposes for the drugs for people who have real pain, etc. But for somehow, you, I put, you know, I brought Bruce uh, onto, Bruce, I don't remember his last name, onto the show. He's, he actually blew the whistle on one of the big pharma companies. Um, but they come and, and, and these, we, these people don't manufacture, these people don't manufacture any of these things, right? But somehow they are in jail for selling somebody else's product that is causing a problem. I want you guys to analyze our system in detail, folks. How many people are in jail selling products created by someone designed to addict you and those who designed to addict you they are scotch free and that is what michael rudnan bruce boyce 
Look up Bruce Boyce on the interviews that I've done. He was a whistleblower that brought down one of these companies. Of course, the, the, the CEOs never go to jail. So I'm with you, brother. Rodney, okay. Caldor fire explodes. Homes in Grizzly Flats destroyed. Evacuations along Highway 50 on the way. Just a quick reminder that California is burning. There is a bigger thing that's happening in California, Nevada, Arizona, and all these other places. And that is, I don't think people understand that the Colorado River dropping a, the lake, Lake Mead, dropping 130 feet. I think it's at 30% fill level now. With no sign of rain, ice melt in, in anywhere close to being a possibility. We are in trouble. California and all these other places are in serious trouble. And the mitigation requires more than what they're talking about. Oh, let's, uh, next year we're going to reduce the amount of water that the, the farmers can take out. We need some major, major adjustments. I mean, we should, by now we should be building desalination plants on reverse osmosis working with solar power or something. And it's going to cost a lot of money. But, you know, we're spending trillions on infrastructure. We better start spending trillions in, in you know, we are so short-sighted because according to capitalism, it's not time to do it yet. We have to wait till it can be profitable, which it won't be anytime soon. So this is a lot deeper than some believe. Uh, another one from Michael, U.S. to require nursing homes get staff fully vaccinated or, f or f uh, lose federal funding. Every healthcare worker needs to be vaccinated, but it's insane that healthcare workers who work with the elderly aren't already vaccinated. These are people who work with those who are the most vulnerable. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. But the great thing about it is what Biden and them are doing right now is they're saying in, uh, uh, most of these people are on Medicare. In order for them to take that Medicare check, Everybody in that place has to be vaccinated. My only question is, what took the Biden administration so long to put on those things? I mean, any, they can't force states to do certain things, but they can say anybody taking federal money must take a vaccine. And the justification for that is since the federal government is paying the bill and it must be a good steward of the taxpayers' dollars, not requiring that all these people are vaccinated is not fulfilling the fiduciary duty of the government to its taxpayers. You know, because people are going to say, oh, well, you're, you're, how are you going to explain doing that? That is the legalese to get that done without a problem. Egberto, long one. Hope you can read the whole thing. Okay, I'll read the whole thing. Fast. Who decries vaccine inequity as shame on all humanity as U.S. moves ahead with boosters? World Health Organization's General uh, General Dr. Tedros Adronam, uh, I don't know how to say that, Gibraltar says, the divide between the haves and the have-nots will only grow larger if manufacturers and leaders prioritize booster shots over supply to low- and middle-income countries. What fools uh, we are as species consistently putting profits ahead of well-being. Our healthcare system should be aiming for herd immunity by vaccination. And we don't mean American herd immunity. We mean worldwide herd immunity, even if that means temporary losses. But instead... To see how new variants emerge among the unvaccinated until one of them makes the vaccine ineffective and we have another massive death toll, at which point the booster shots won't make any difference anyway. Look, 
uh, like I have always said, uh, the cap capitalism by in, in the form we practice, well, capitalism, it doesn't work because it has no humanity. It knows no humanity. And that we are ev that even to vaccinate the world, which is very inexpensive, America alone could pay the price to vaccinate the world. Get, say a hundred billion dollars, create a vaccine for everybody, build factories in India, India, Brazil, uh, everywhere, and have people vaccinated. But let me just give you some good info right here. A country like my the, my original country, Panama. We don't have a lot of people vaccinated, but the, the disease has stopped spreading widely. I was speaking to one of my reporter friends in Panama a couple of days ago. And what she said is, well, people are masking up. People are doing what's necessary not to get infected. Yeah, people, you know, so the infection, we, the most advanced country with all this stuff that we have, having crazy people that choose to be crazy, not take the vaccine, that is having a hell of an effect on us compared to the rest. Okay, Eric Hayes says, excuses, excuses. Tell that to the Americans that have to get to the airport on their own. Look, if you are in Afghanistan, you're in Afghanistan for two reasons. Uh, to, to help people because you are a benevolent type of person or for war. And one of the things that you ought to know when you go to these places is things can get pretty nasty out there because that's where you are. Your country does as best as it can to recover you. It's not about excuses, excuses, excuses. It's about just the way things are. Period. Period. The worst president we've ever had on doing anything is Donald Trump. And Donald Trump went out there and made deals with the Taliban that made these things a whole lot more difficult. In fact, the new leader of the Taliban coming out that's going to be ruling Afghanistan, he actually forced Pakistan to let that guy out of prison. So let's get your, your, your stuff straight before you make any comments, my brother Eric Hayes. E2247 says, excuses, ex no, no, I mean, says, remember the great philosopher who has, what, me, worry? The very first histories ever written were military histories. Today we ask, what, Afghanistan? This week is the first draft of newest history. I like I like the way you speak, E2247. There's a certain aura with your with the way you say things. All right, E2247 also APA and RC poll. 62% of US don't think war in Afghanistan was worth fighting. It was never worth fighting uh, at all, and we know that. Okay, let's see what else we got here. E2247 says in 2009, foreign aid made up 100% of Afghanistan's GDP. In 2020, foreign aid make, uh, made up 43% of Afghan GDP. Now, U.S. froze billions of Afghan dollars held in the U.S. Uh, justifiably, I would say. Uh, Eric is trying to get a meme. He's trying to get a hashtag up. Hold Biden responsible. No. I'm, I tell you what my hashtag is going to be. Hold the right wing responsible. Nanette Bird Spit, you keep freezing on off. Check your internet connection, my dear beautiful lady. Deborah John says, here we go again with the white domestic terrorists who attacked the Capitol and fixed news. FBI, CIA, Republicans are blaming his domestic terrorism. I mean, I find that ironic, right? Anytime somebody on the right does something, they always try to find a psychological reason why it's done. When it's, it, when it's one, somebody on the left or whatever, it's, oh, my God, look at how cruel they are, what they did. Eric Hayes says, how about the open area south letting in fentanyl and other drugs making the cartels richer? Okay, let's back up again. I'm going to go back to the same point I make. Who makes fentanyl? Who makes these drugs? Which pharmaceutical companies make the components of these drugs? We're always talking about going to the source. Maybe we should go to the source. Again. When you, are, when you are informed by the wrong side, 
when you are informed with those who would make you willfully gullible, you know, you kind of stop making sense for a while. That's why we have politics done right on other programs, and we have all the people like May Wood and, and Deborah John and Nanette Bird Smith and Rodney and Bruce and all, you know. Come on, that's why we're all here to learn together, brother. All right, we have now 4BX Dominica, 11.30. Want to become famous? Oh, nope, we don't do that. Uh, you're an advertiser. Sorry, don't spam me. Come and be a part of the discussion, but don't spam me. All right, Bridge MCP, you were missed yesterday. I called you out yesterday. Bridge, where were you? We missed you. Lee Grant, welcome, my brother, my conservative brother, Lee Grant. How are you doing, sir? Deborah John says, yep. There is a California. We go to be floated with water because our state is surrounded by beaches and rivers. All right. Let's see who else. What else we got here? Maywood, Eric Hayes. Why booster now after eight months? Why is the FDA not approving these vaccines? Huh? Do you wonder? Sometimes I wonder what you're saying. Hey, 22247. Max says, America, the best country in the world. Rose William, there is no mystery here. Just read the medical journals that explains all of this. Honestly, I don't know why you're so puzzled. It's am- I find it amazing. To- all they have to do is read on their own. Eric Hayes just has to read the document that was put out by the FDA and all these other guys, and they don't have to listen to what Fox News is trying to put into their brains, right? Fox News don't want them to read. Fox News want to give them the easy way out. Tell them what to say, and then they... And then the robots follow Fox News and they say, why this? Why that? Why this? Learn. That's all you got to do. Learn. Learn. It's not all that difficult. Michael Rudnan says, repatriation flights aren't free. Tough if our nation wants to bring more Americans home from Afghanistan. Perhaps they should be flight costs. Repatriation flights are not free. And passengers will be required to sign a promissory loan agreement and may not be eligible to renew their U.S. passports until loan is repaid. The cost may be $2,000. I didn't know that. I thought, rep- oh, but I think you mean repatriation for private citizens in Afghanistan. That would be my hunch. Uh, let's see. KC Gibbs, welcome to Politics Then Right. Home of the most wealthy monarch in the world is so in need of vaccines. They're trying to, un- they're trying under the skin vaccines. Imagine a monarch who spent a few billion to protect his own subjects and country. I suspect their people and country would flourish and capital would trickle up. Okay. Lee Grant, anyone with rational skepticism of vaccination is considered by the left an anti-vaxxer and a Nazi. Not at all, because you have to remember that the anti-vaxxer movement has a very strong component on the left as well. So whether the anti-vaxxer component is from the left side or the right side, it is simply on the wrong side. And that, again, the anti-vaxxer movement is not a right-wing movement. It's not a left-wing movement. It's simply a movement that both people adapted to. Egberto, I really disagree with you because freezing Afghan dollars drive mass refugee migration. I didn't say to freeze the Afghan dollar. I just said it's understandable that right now they are freezing any monies until they actually find out what the governing scenario in Afghanistan is going to be. You don't want, let's give a perfect example. Let's say a few people, let's say there are two Talibans come out and they say, okay, we go try to spend this money. Is this somebody that's going to run away with it? But then again, you could probably say, well, look at what we did with Karzai and some others as well who've ripped us off dearly. All right, Eric Hayes says, maybe we should protect our lands from threats like you say, Egberto, 
but there is a balance in this. Someday it will happen. It will be due to other freaking priorities that are trivial. No, we can protect ourselves, no doubt. Daniel Edo, Egberto, let's hear more about your plan to fortify the border. A wall might be a good start. No, a war is it's one of the most silly, draconian starts. And why is it silly and draconian? Because you don't protect a border by putting a wall up and then where, where it can be dug under. Actually, it's not the best way to protect your land. There are much better techniques. There are electronic techniques that you can use to go ahead and mitigate that. Much better than a wall. Have these electronics that, that, and people start to run. I mean, there are much better techniques that we have now with artificial intelligence as well that can target exactly where to send people for people crossing a border, etc. I mean, it's the same reason we don't have a wall between Canada and the United States. Do Canadians come over to the United States illegally? All of the times. But, you know, there is sort of a symbiotic relationship right there. In the South, if you create some sort of a relationship like that, it will be just as easy as well. But again, the problem that we have is the border problem is treated differently on both sides. The border problem on the South side is treated racially because it allows the racial angst of people to materialize themselves. While on the North, hey, Canadians look just like, quote unquote, Americans, whatever that is supposed to mean. That's what we're talking about. Egberto, yes, there are tens of thousands of American civilians in Afghanistan. Now our government wants to, them to come home, but isn't willing to pay for their travel costs. Um, I, you know, I, I am of two minds of that. I haven't, I, you just sprung that one on me, Michael. I don't like to shoot from the hip. I like to see all the permutations of what all of this means, so. I'll have to figure that one out a little bit later. Brady says, I don't think anti-vaxxers are Nazis. I don't either. Their choice, however, to wear masks. However, we don't know where someone is not wearing a mask if they're vaxxed. You know, we look at the responsible thing that our governor did by, I mean, not wearing a mask. Yes, he's vaccinated, but we know that the vaccinated can transmit viruses as well. And he's right up in the faces of uh, older folks the day before he's diagnosed with, um, with COVID. He's telling people, the reason why I'm having a mask dictate is personal responsibility should be enough now. We know the protocol and everybody knows how to do it. He himself doesn't know the protocol because he's an infector. He is a, I mean, again, he doesn't care about anybody, right? Nobody. There are groups who haven't been gotten vaccinated for various reasons. Taliban uh, will take the money it offered like the billions of cash given by Obama. I don't know. Okay, Bree says, Michael, thanks. Daniel Ledo, is he lying or ignorant? Hard to tell. Hmm. Do you mean me, Daniel Ledo? Are you calling me a liar and an ignorant person? Oh, I'm so sad. You're hurting my feelings. Michael Rudnick says, if you are trying to prevent immigration to land of the immigrants, walls most certainly... Look, our history dictates that we be an immigrant country, period. We should not take some false ownership to this country that was originally stolen, okay? So we ought to learn to adopt our policies to atone for all that we've done before. That's the least we can do. Have policies that atone for our past. It's that simple. It's that simple. All right. Uh, Egberta, how would you suggest the thousands of Americans stranded? I think we need to bring them back. If, if, if they ask to bring back. Now, the, the thing that Rudnan was talking about is whether we should pay for it or not. I am not sure. Uh, I'm not sure what all the implication of the document that he said was, so I don't know. Egberto, take your time about repatriating Americans in Afghanistan. Do your reading. I'll mention it again tomorrow. You see, and thank you. You see, what Michael said is important. 
If Michael says, oh, we, uh, th- th- they shouldn't be paying to come out here, paying to get repatriated. Let me give an example. Uh, there's a lot of rare earths in, in Afghanistan. If you have a lot of businessmen traveling to Afghanistan to uh, make deals on rare earths, okay? And they are stuck in Kandahar. And they had to pay all kinds of money to get to the airport. And then they get to the airport and then they come home. And the government, we the people, help those guys uh, to go to the airport. The guys who are making deals in Kandahar for rare earth materials to make semiconductors, etc. The capitalists out there. And then you say, well, we should pay for all Americans to come home. I don't know. Because there are a lot of people that, that went to Afghanistan to exploit Afghanistan and make a lot of money in Afghanistan. And when those people who do that kind of stuff make all that money in Afghanistan, they don't come back to the United States and say, okay, I am not, I'm going to pay more taxes so that more kids can go to college. They generally say, don't tax me, man. I made this money myself. I took the risk. No. You see, they took the risk to go to Afghanistan, right? They took the risk to look for rare earths earth in Afghanistan. They took the risk to sign those contracts, right? But when it's time to get home, then they say, Oh my God, I need the American people to get me home. But when it's time to pay the taxes, they don't want to. And that's what I'm talking about. I need to research more. Now, if it's for humanitarian people that are over there with the Red Cross or with all these other stuff helping Afghan women, etc., Let's bring them over for free. But these capitalists going out there to make a buck on rare earths, these capitalists going out there to make a buck on selling something out there and then say, oh, America, save me. These are the same guys that don't want to pay their fair share of taxes. So, yes, charge them to come back home. Now, I'll definitely read more of what, uh, who gets charged, Brother Rudnan. I, I think it's my responsibility to do that. Uh, let's see, Lawrence, Lawrence Sims says, support VP Harris and her approach to remedy the crisis from their origin. That is a very smart thing uh, our Vice President uh, Kamala Harris is talking about. And we've been talking about that, Lawrence Sims, for a long time, right? We destabilize Guatemala. We destabilize Salvador. We destabilize uh, Honduras. We destabilize these countries throughout Central America, including Panama for some time. We have been a, a source of destabilization for a very long time. And then when the crisis comes and people run over here, we're like, get the hell out of here when we created factions down in these different countries. Who said that? Who, uh, uh, Lawrence Sims, you hit the nail on the head, brother. Better to take your time about the reading. I will do that, sir. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Pay for it. What the hell does that mean? You rescue them. Uh, look at what is taking place now in America. We are flying people all over the place via. I don't know what you mean by that. Daniel Ado says, atone for the fake past that Marxist intellectuals have created. Yeah, let's get that right on that. Uh, what is a fake past? Did we, Daniel? I have a question for you. Did America commit genocide? Yes or no? Did America enslave people and got rich on the, on, the, on the dole of others' back? Did we build a Pacific Railroad on the backs of others while we had several, two different wage scales for those who built it? Tell me which one of those are lies. Because you says, atone for the fake past. What did I say that is fake? I don't think you can find that. And that's a problem. 
the, that's the reason they don't want to teach critical race theory, folks, because they want to continue a lie. You see, Americans are good people. Most Americans are damn good people. And if they're told the true history, yes, Americans would want as a country to atone. But you tell the lie, they continue to inflict the lies out there that we find. It's that simple. Eric Hayes, dude, you're whacked. If they are citizens, you get them, period. Then deal with anything after because if any Americans die in Afghanistan, the administration would have shed blood. Oh, so let me see. If a wealthy person goes to Panama to try to make a buck and they are held up by a gang in Panama, now there's blood on America's hand because they didn't figure that out and go pick them up before they gang. That makes no sense, Eric Hayes. Again, it all depends. If people went there under the volition of the government, yeah, we go do that. But you cannot just blanket state all these people that, that leave America to make a fortune overseas that we are responsible to go ahead and pick them up, in my humble opinion. We want, to our, we want to have some sort of support. That's why we pay taxes. But when you have these capitalists out there trying to make a buck and never wants to pay, uh, pay anything on it, then what else is there? All right, let's see. Uh, Eric Hayes says, I mean, Lee Grant says, Egberto, if you really think you occupy stolen land, you should give it away and leave the country. No, what, here's the difference. I am here, and the, first of all, it's not that I think we are occupying stolen land. We are occupying. It's not a thought about that. It's just that there is no enumeration for all of this in, in, in individual ways, in, 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 in an individual form. But the way you can atone for that is to make sure you keep the place open for everybody. That's what it's all about. So no, there's no, there's no distraction. There's no double speak in what I'm actually saying. Daniel Ledo says, do you believe in institutional racism, Egberto? Of course there's institutional racism. My next book is going to cover how I've gone through banking racism, business racism, and all these things. And I did it with a smile. I went through it with a smile because I never allowed it to beat me. Okay? I have... There, there's this stuff that my parents instilled in me, and that is never, ever, ever accept no for an answer and never back down. But you cannot expect everybody to do it. And those that, there are many who never have to go through that. And that you can't understand what institutional racism looks like. That you can't understand concepts like redlining, etc. Speaks more about your ability to analyze things, your ability for truth, brother. So come on. Come on now, let's be real. Rose Williams, did we begin a program of social security with originally didn't cover folks who were productive? Thank you, Rose. That is, what, that is what history is about, Rose. Because you understand history. Because you were privy to read history. You know that. Those who don't want history taught allow people like Daniel Ledeau to be informed by lies. And what you've done Rose is informed with the truth. Thank you. Yes, they are U.S. citizens. Pick them up, period. And who pays? I mean, you guys are the ones who don't like to pay for things. Lawrence Sims, did America allow floods of European immigrants to come and get free land grants? Yes, they did. And that, but it, it's deeper than that. It's deeper than that, Lawrence Sims. We had land grants. Deals were made with the Indians. Like, let's look at the Black Mountains in one of the Dakotas, I believe it is, right? And they said, um, you know, this land is yours. 
And the Dakota said, and, and, and somebody found gold in the Black Hills. And the Black Hills belonged to the, 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 by treaty. They shouldn't have even had to sign a treaty, but they did. That this is where all of this, this is what we are going to be controlling. And they don't believe in owning land. They believe in, like lee, in, in, in stewards of the land. Oh, when the Americans found out that there were golds, the gold there, the rush went in to take the gold on the Black Mountains. Oh, wait a minute. But this belonged to the indigenous people. The United States Army is supposed to protect them from, you know, from encroaching. Huh? The American Army decided, oh my God, gold is now American. We take the land. Same thing with the Trail of Tears. Found gold in, I think it was Georgia. Started marching the Trail of Tears back to Oklahoma. Killing half a third of the people. Look, learn your history. Learn your history. I wonder, is there even a single U.S. treaty with an indigenous people that has been fully honored? No. We should return the Black Hills to the Sioux as part of the treaty our nations broke, including Rushmore. Yes. Is there sacred land they can do this with? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. All right, folks, let's start with the... Oh, if for those of you who are on uh, YouTube, please become a part of the PDR Posse by clicking the Join button. That is how you become a part of our Posse. And you know what else you can do with us? There are many ways of supporting us. Either go to the Posse or go ahead and go to politicsandright.com slash support, politicsandright.com slash support. Or as well, you can uh, get our books, politicsandright.com slash books, politicsandright.com slash books. Hey, the Posse has a cup designed by Bridge MCP, one of the leaders of the PDR Posse. You can get that cup right here. Please, that is how you allow us to continue doing what we do, making sure we keep people informed, including folks like Daniel Ledo and others who refuse, or not refuse, who have been informed incorrectly about the, form, the formative days of this country. So uh, let me tell you, Thank you guys for listening. Look, let's get educated together because, in, like I said, most people are good people and they get their true history of how we are, what we've done. Things get quite easy. I want to show you guys something, right? Because everybody wants to blame Trump. Uh, you always try to blame the Democrats for doing things against uh, the country, etc. Listen to how Trump speaks about uh, the Taliban. I want you to listen to this. And then, uh, uh, did I process this right? I guess I got to close this baby down here. And then let's take it on the other side. Check this out. We won the evangelicals. We won with poorly educated. I love the poorly educated. We won with poorly educated. I love the poorly educated. The re the we spend a lot of time that wasn't, deconstructing that, the news, that wasn't trying, the one to, trying that to parse I it into a form show. that everybody... That wasn't the one that I wanted to show, but it was a good one to show anyway. Just to show you what Donald Trump thinks of its, the people who support him. He, let, let, me, let me play that one more time. This is what Donald Trump, remember those of you who always support Donald Trump, remember this is what he thinks of you. We won the evangelicals. We won with poorly educated. I love the poorly educated. We won with poorly educated. I love the poorly educated. All right. I, I, I just needed to do that because... That is who, that is who led you for four years. Who led you for four years? Anyway, the, the one that I really wanted to show you was uh, how Trump was given praises to the Taliban. Check this out. Ben, back to your Bailey Wick. I'm going to play something that happened. Fox News. We'll get your reaction on the other side. 
the Taliban, good fighters, I will tell you, they're good fighters. We have to give them credit for that. They've been fighting for a thousand years. That's what they do is they fight. The Taliban has circled the airport and who knows if they're going to treat us right. You know, all of a sudden they'll say, well, frankly, if they were smart, they'd really, and they are smart, and they are smart, they should let the Americans out. So, Ben, there's your primer on foreign relations for tonight, including compliments for the Taliban. What's your reaction to that? Well, uh, I mean, look, it's, it's obviously kind of farcical. Um, Taliban has not been around for a thousand years either. You know, uh, now Eric has a good point. Eric says, still worried about someone not in office, but if you would focus on the now and policy made, there could be some successes. I thank you for bringing that up because that's a very important thing. Why should we be concerned? Why should we be concerned with somebody like Donald Trump any longer? Here is the reason why. Because Donald Trump still has a hold on the party, on the Republican Party. And in trying to get bipartisan deals, he is always in the room. That is why Eric Hayes, because he has never, ever, ever left the room. That's the reason why. Do I hate uh, Donald Trump? I hate absolutely, and I can say this from the depths of my heart, I hate absolutely nobody. Moreover, I think everybody is redeemable. And the people that we think, I don't think you would ever see, uh, you would never see anybody on the left run around with torches saying, you will not replace us, you are Jews. I don't think you'll ever see anybody on the left outright call folks the N-word like you've heard. I've I've gotten so many calls that I've played for you where people just attack me either. In in fact, if you go to my my thing, EgbertoWillies.com, and just look up hate mail, and you'll see what I get from the right. I get a lot of hate mail. I used to, every week that I get them, I used to take pictures and and start posting them. I kind of got tired of doing all of that. No, the hate comes from the other side, my friend. It really, really does. Uh, The imaginary hate coming from the left is simply, we suggest things you don't want to do. It's that simple. All right, I have, before before I go into um, what Matthew Dowd had to say about Democrats with regards to Afghanistan, I want to play you a piece. You see, right now, we Medicare does not negotiate for drug prices, right? And the reason why is because politicians have been paid off for decades that somehow it is special for Medicaid not to negotiate for prices. Makes no sense. So finally, progressives are in power. Well, progressives have some power, and they're pushing and pushing to make sure that we negotiate for prices from the from these drug companies. The truth of the matter, I don't even think we should negotiate for the prices of most of those drugs we created, we the people created. We should force the pricing on them, period. It's our drugs that we designed and created. They just market it. They are just, they do what they do. Take somebody else's innovation and capitalize it. But anyhow, that's how we work. So now there are these different plans to take, uh, to, to force drug companies not to keep suckering us on, on pricing. Look at this commercial. Look at this ad that they're putting out now. I saw this ad and I almost, first of all, I laughed 
Then I said, then I remember the Thelma and Louise ads. They could be effective if we don't hit them early, hard, and continuously. So check this out. I'm Sue, and I have type 1 diabetes. I depend on Medicare to get my medicines. It's not always easy, but I make it work. Now some in Congress want to make things even harder. They want to repeal a protection in Medicare that protects access to my medicines. They call it negotiation, but it really means the government decides what medicines I can get. That would make it harder for people on Medicare to get the medicines we need. Medicare means access. Please don't take that away. Paid for by Pharma. Now, now here's the thing, people. The, the, the gall that the pharma industry has to, to do this. She talks about having diabetes, right? The diabetes drug, insulin, has been in existence for decades, for over a century, okay? It was designed by us, okay? Not only that, it doesn't have a patent associated with it. But still yet, the price of the diabetes drug, insulin, you know, they repackage it. Capitalists knows how, know how to do things, right? It's like, okay, let's repackage insulin in such a manner that we can patent the way we deliver insulin into your bloodstream. We'll patent that. We'll make it adjustable and all this kind of stuff. It's the same chemical, but the delivery system will be different so we can patent it. All right, now, they, for, for doing that, you know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and many other uh, Congress people have asked these guys questions. How is this going to make things better? How, what, what did you have to do in research that, to, to make things better? Oh, um, nothing. We just can price it. And the reality is simple. The pricing of drugs are simply based on one thing. However, they are able, whatever and how much they are able to rip off from you, including Medicare. So now, what happens? What happens now? Congress says, a few in Congress says, no, we're going to stop this crap. Medicare is going to negotiate for drugs. Yeah, I remember the EpiPen, uh, Rose Williams. Is going to, and that's going to bring the pricing down. I tell you what, I am, I, I, they're lucky that they have people who are willing to negotiate for drugs like insulin. I would not negotiate for drugs like insulin, a diabetes that takes over this country. I would take the damn drug away from the private sector. You know why? Because, they, first of all, they didn't create it. But they suckered a lot of our ta hard-earned tax dollars to buy private jets, to give million-dollar salaries to people for something that is completely undeserved. You know, some people say, you sound like a socialist of Mark. No, it's not that. Again, we developed it. Again, it is out of patent. Again. But we allowed them to rip us off with whatever. Ever they want to charge, and then they come and they play an advertiser. They say, uh, they put a, a, a woman on, on TV that says, Oh, if they negotiate the prices of the drugs, some check this out. If you make my this is what the woman is saying if you make my drugs cheaper, then the pharmaceutical company is not going to make enough profit, so they may go ahead and drop the drug, or they may not improve the drug. 
that is what they want you to believe. All of those are the undertones in that ad, right? They want you to believe, well, don't, you know, I, I find, and here's the other way that she says, she, the advertising company knows that people are pissed off that they have to pay so much for it. But somehow they get a way around it. You know, the drug companies have a lot of ways to, to take whatever, the maximum amount of money they can take from everybody. So if, you can't aff- if your insurance company is not covering a drug, then the next level is they, they sucker you for whatever you can. And if you can't, they have this Drugs RX, right? And Drugs RX gives you a great price. My wife is on a drug, uh, I don't remember the name of the drug. Her insurance company buys the drug. When it w- a 90-day supply of that drug costs about $1,200. Her part, about $800 she's responsible for. Okay? 90-day supply. She told the insurance company, no, I, I, I'm not going to do that. Okay, the insurance company says, just give me the prescription. She goes ahead and takes the prescription, takes it to, I don't remember what store. They want $500. She finds Drugs Rx or Former Rx or whatever that is called. She gets the same 90-day supply of the drug for 90 bucks. So from $1,200 to 90 bucks. She did all this research and all this stuff machination to get a drug that... They were going to charge the insurance company $1,200 and she $800. Or rather, the insurance company would have paid $400, she $800 to the drug company. But since she wasn't willing to do that, they still want to find a way for her to use the drug. So there are always ways for them to maximize it. It's a ripoff. It's theft. It is theft. And we, because of ideology and some people that are just because of ideology, they will allow a drug company to rip you off dry. They don't mind seeing the executives in those big jets and living on the penthouses. And my God, people, have some worth. Have some self-worth. Don't let somebody just rob you blind. And that's why we have politics done right. Let people understand what it really means. That advertising is to, is to neuter Americans. The idea of that advertising is to tell that woman, hey, yeah, you have, it's hard for you to find a way to pay for it, but there's always a way that you find a way to do it. Somehow you always find a way to do it. But tell the Congress not to allow us to give you a better price. No, the con- I tell you what, put more progressives in Congress and we will take away all the drugs that they've been ripping us off with away from the pharmaceutical companies. Because I repeat, innovation does not start in the private sector. I want you guys to understand this clearly. The lie that most Americans believe is that innovation starts in the private sector. They look at, oh, look at what these guys that are flying to space. Okay, uh, uh, Bream and what's the other guy's name that just went uh, to space? All these guys that are going to space are private companies. They invented none of the technology that really needed to get them into orbit. We, the government, we, the people, we took the chances to create the space program and then they took care of the spoils. And then when they do it, they get all the kudos. Oh, look at, oh, look at, what, this, look at what Bezos did. Bezos didn't do a damn thing. Those engineers that are unnamed, I was one of those unnamed engineers working on the space station. Okay? I was one of those engineers working on pulling oil out of the ground, right in the software that normalizes tools, pulling oil out of the ground. It's funny because we went to China 
And when these guys opened the code, I, I, you know, I was, we had a small company. We were developing a piece for China. And I, they bought this, the, this product from Dresser Atlas. And I, looked, and I told the guys, hey, I, I, I wrote some of the software in Dresser Atlas. I actually wrote the, 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 the idle loop, the loop that actually goes ahead and the data acquisition loop. And they're like, oh, yeah, right, right, right. One of the engineers saw Egberto Willis in the tour, and he runs into the conference room. Hey, it's true. It's true. Didn't believe it. It's amazing, right? I wonder why they didn't believe it. Hmm, I wonder why. Anyhow, so what I'm saying, people, we have been snowed for too long. All right? So that, that ad, I'm going to play the ad again. I need to play the ad again. And the reason why, I want you guys to tell your friends what this ad really means. Because a lot of older folk are going to believe this crap. And they're going to say, oh, Congress, don't do that because you're going to affect my, my, my medicine for, 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 uh, for my EpiPen. You're going to affect my uh, diabetes drug. No, you're being ripped off right now. Check it out one more time. I'm Sue and I have type 1 diabetes. I depend on Medicare to get my medicines. It's not always easy, but I make it work. Now some in Congress want to make things even harder. They want to repeal a protection in Medicare that protects access to my medicines. They call it negotiation, but it really means the government decides what medicines I can get. That would make it harder for people on Medicare to get the medicines we need. Medicare means access. Please don't take that away. Paid for by Pharma. Now that was a, that went through so much in design. They have to try not to lie in a way, right? Uh, it means negotiation, yes. And when she says they are going to try to take away her drugs that she wants, it means that if company A does not want to negotiate the prices down and they say absolutely no, they may go to company B who then, uh, then accept it because they get a monopoly or whatever. But you know what? What, what she doesn't realize is that there are laws that allow us to take away any drug that was developed with public dollars away from the capitalists and, and build it ourselves. The reason why those laws have never been used is because our politicians have always been bought. Please remember that. Please remember that. This communism dictatorship started back in the years of Reconstruction. Exactly right. But it's, it's not, actually, it's not a communist dictatorship. It's a fascist state. Anyway, um, I want to, right now, Donald, before we close, let me see. I got, yeah, I have time to play this last video. Um, I think Biden is give, getting a bad rap. Did the things go smoothly? No. But check this out. Matthew Dowd. I wanted to go into the screen and give Matthew, Matthew Dowd a slap on the back and a big hug and saying thank you for not jumping on that bandwagon that is just here there attacking Joe Biden because he went in and left Afghanistan in a disorderly manner. I tell you what, I don't know how it could possibly have been more orderly to tell you the truth when things like this happen that is just how they react i'm from central america my folks i understand how these things work now did they do the best they could did they tell the europeans as much as they should did they tell all these other people what maybe they should have probably not but you know what the converse is generally true as well. We could bring up many instances in history where that is a reality. But the way the, the left, not the left, the way the establishment democratic part of, our, of the party has come down on, on uh, Joe Biden is nothing more 
than the representation of the military-industrial complex saying, we got to make sure this doesn't happen again. Because if you keep shutting down bases overseas, the military-industrial complex is gone. There is absolutely no reason why Biden should be under attack. If there is anyone that would be attacking Biden right now, you would think it would be just Republicans trying to make a point. But instead, those of us on the left, on the far left, are the ones coming to the rescue. Senor Biden, thank you for getting out of Afghanistan. And you know what? Yes, we want to bring all those people who helped along the best we can as well. Absolutely so. But to think, let's, let's listen to Matthew Dowd. Because I think this is more important. And then we'll take it on the other side. Because we need to learn. Progressives, well, it's not progressives really. Democrats need to learn that if you're going to win, if you're going to form a coalition, you make that coalition be functional and you don't form a circular firing squad. I think that this decision to leave Afghanistan has the support of a wide swath of both people that may have voted for the ex-president and, and obviously the Biden coalition. Um, this president wants to keep the coverage and the conversation around the decision to leave. Obviously, there are other things going on, but your point is that Democrats um, don't do the whole circling of the wagons that Republicans do. Explain. This has become such a predictable thing that, I, that I've observed over the years, and now, as you know, I've been very critical of the Republicans, but the Democrats, time and time and time again, keep acting as if they're going to play by the, you know, the old rules of we're going to all be nice to each other and we're going to do this and we're going to back off and we're going to feel guilty about stuff and we're going to respond with a committee and we're going to do this. And Republicans could care less about any of that, right? They could care less. Democrats, we've noticed every single time there gets, there's some pushback on some crisis or some situation, not all Democrats, many Democrats just fold. And I think this is a point in time where they should be standing up vociferously in the midst of this. And obviously, there's questions to be asked about everything that's gone on in the last 72, 96 hours related to Afghanistan. But that's not what this is really fundamentally about right now. That's not what this is about. And I keep raising the question of we're, we're focusing on this issue, asking the questions that need to be asked. Great. All of that's fine. But we're in the middle of losing our democracy at home. Right. And, and the Democrats, how many months and weeks did it take till finally a committee has been put together? We still haven't. We saw one day of hearings and we've not, not seen anything else anymore from what happened on January 6th. They don't seem to have a capability of standing up for for Joe Biden in a really strong, uh, forthright manner in the midst of this and saying, listen, Joe Biden's right about this. We've been here 20 years. It's a mistake. The building's been falling down. We've been trying to put it together by patchwork. Enough's enough. We've lost too many American lives in Afghanistan for us to stay any longer. That's what they ought to be arguing about. But again, Democrats, if you see it in sex scandals, what happened to Andrew Cuomo, you see it in and almost every single issue. They jump first, and I agreed with the Andrew Cuomo resignation, but Republicans never do any of that. And so, as I said, it's pretty clear Republicans feel zero shame on anything, zero shame on anything. Democrats feel it way too quickly and back off way too quickly when right now they should be standing up for President Biden in the midst of what's going on in the country. Do you know how you get minority rule? Do you know how a minority of this country can maintain rule? Why they have the why they have the Supreme Court? 
why they have the why they have in as much as they don't have a majority in the Senate, why they can control a whole large part of the agenda? Because in as much as progressives and Democrats have mostly all the things in common, except for a few a few things, certain kinds of social policies, but most of the other things they have in common. And they fail to, what did Matthew Dowd say, circle the wagon, unlike the right wing compared to the moderate Republicans, no matter what. They don't agree on much, but they circle the wagon for a cause. Listen, it's not all that difficult to win. Especially, it's not all that difficult to win when the policies that you support are the policies supported by most Americans. Now that we have the mainstream media, many Democrats attacking Joe Biden for the how the first two or three days of the extraction out of Afghanistan is going. And as much as it's getting much better, much smaller right now, when you have them come down and attack that way, it is hard to save face and come back and say, you know what? The guy's doing all right after all. Again, and this is coming from somebody that is way left of Joe Biden. Somebody that wants a whole, a whole lot more policies than I know Joe Biden wants to provide, but that we intend to force him to provide. Folks, winning ain't all that difficult. Strategy is what's important. And right now, uh, there's a hell of a lot of that lacking right now. Exactly. A lot of strategy lacking right now. Anyhow, folks, please join the uh, Ask Egberto Anything. And I put the link. It's a Zoom link for you to sign up for our Ask Egberto Anything. It's going to be on uh, the first June, the, the first Saturday in September, the first Saturday in September. Last time we, we had a sign-up of about 15 people. We only got two people that showed. I would like to get a sign-up of a, a hundred or more people and get a shoot, get all of you there, you know? I mean, I love that kind of a stuff, and it's all fun. It's all fun. It's not all stuffy. It's whatever you want to do. Let's see. Michael Rudnan says, says, stepping away a few minutes early. Catch you next time. Thank you, brother. Egberto, I'm going to tag you in a share later. Thank you, my brother. Appreciate it. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Deborah John. Let's see. Oh, that was an answer to somebody. Tom C. Welcome aboard. Tom has a very interesting statement. Now that we are out of Afghanistan, why doesn't the U.S. also leave some of our 800 bases in foreign countries and thereby reduce the military budget, freeing billions for important domestic issues? You're so, you hit the nail on the head, but it's because of the defense industrial complex. The military-industrial complex want to keep making that free money for supporting all those bases across the world. You know, all those commanders and those lieutenants that form companies as they leave to prioritize. You know, that's how it is. That's how it is. All right, let's see what else we got here from anybody else. If Trump is president, the same thing would have happened, but we would have been applauded. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Bridge MCP hits a nail on the head. Is Secretary of Defense General Lloyd Austin still on the board of Raytheon? I don't know, but that was one of the big problems the left had with him, that he's one of the he's a he's one of these defense industrial complex kind of guys too, you know? They all are. So you have to like uh, you know 
well, that's a long story. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, let's see. Rose says they act they, they act like this will happen only if we allow negotiation on prices, but insurance companies ch- change medications routinely, and they you know what what Americans don't understand is that the private medical system is nothing more than uh, they are the ones who dictate what you're going to get. They always say, I don't want government controlling my health care. Well, when government pay for your health care, you decide your doctor, your doctor decide what medicine best to treat you, and your doctor decide what best medicines to treat you, and then the government pays for it. When you are ruled by, welcome aboard, Jeff Archenbalt. Uh, when you are ruled by the corporatocracy, the insurance companies, they're the ones who decide what drugs you can take. They're the ones who decide what doctor you can get. But you see, Americans don't get it, right? And that's why we have politics on right, and that's why we have you, because you can further inform Americans. The, the plutocracy teaches Americans that if government pays for their health care, it's government takeover of health care. But if government takes your pay for your health care, and uh, and gives and you choose what doctors you use what uh, what what medicine etc. That is you controlling that, but the doctor pays for it out of the taxes we all pay. That's Medicare for all, right? But when you are under a private system, if you choose to go with Cigna, Cigna owns you. Cigna says you can use this drug. You can use this doctor. If you're in network, you're going to pay this. If you're out of network, screw you. People don't understand how, how I, when I talk about capitalism being a slave driver, that's what I mean. It's 4 o'clock, folks. I got to get out of here. Before I go, please remember, folks, go to politicsdoneright.com support. Politicsdoneright.com support to support our program. Click on... Uh, on, on uh, Join to become a part of our PDR posse as well. Or you can go ahead and get our books at politicsandright.com slash books. Folks, I know you could be anywhere, but you're here with me. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.